But let's get to the National Defense Authorization Act, a little swamp special that came our way just last evening. Now, as you probably have heard, there is a massive, massive chasm in the Republican Party about the signing of this National Defense Authorization Act. And you have the House Freedom Caucus that's now comparing Speaker Johnson, who, look, I've been supportive of Speaker Johnson. I'll be pretty honest on all this. I don't like what I'm seeing with this NDAA and everything that I've seen. We'll present both sides, and I want to get your calls on this as well. So make sure you call in 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Basically, what Speaker Johnson has said with regards to this, and I'll present his statement first, and then we'll go through some of the conservatives in the House. We'll kind of talk about what Schumer and even a bipartisan group who voted no on this their reasons for voting no on this National Defense Authorization Act. So what Speaker Johnson said, it's a very short statement, by the way, for for a bill that's close to 3,100 pages, it's over 3,000 pages. This is a very, very short statement in terms of his reasons for this vote. And he says, uh, importantly, this legislation returns the Department of Defense's focus back to the businesses, business of defunding our nation and away from social experiments that hurt our military's recruitment morale, and readiness. House Republicans secured important victories, not all House Republicans feel that way, by by reining in harmful Biden administration policies, such as taxpayer-funded censorship of conservative media, critical race theory in the military and at schools, and Pentagon DEI bureaucracy. This bill also supports military families by securing the largest pay raise for our brave men and women in decades while protecting the rights of of military parents in their children's education. Now, that is the one good thing that I saw. It seems like the military families got a 5.2% raise in this, and I was very happy to see that because with Bidenflation over the last couple of years, you think about it, they needed a 5.2% raise just to keep up with Bidenflation, and we got to take care of our military families. But on, I was going to say the other side of the aisle, but still on the Speaker's right, Conservatives and the House Freedom Caucus are aghast that 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 this bill actually was signed. A very good friend of mine who actually was at the Trump event on Saturday here in New York City, Corey Mills, he was sitting actually directly to the right of Corey. I know Sid was sitting back to back with President Trump, probably only about four or five steps away, pretty close. But Corey Mills was like literally within an orange arms like not a Patrick Ewing arms like that's what Sid was. Sid was in Patrick Ewing arms like. Corey Mills was like a uh, an Andrew Giuliani arms like a regular five foot ten foot human beings arms like Corey Mills, who's a uh, Republican member of Congress from Florida, central Florida, I think somewhere outside of Orlando in that area there. Uh, I four corridor could be a little bit north in there. I'm not exactly sure, but right in that central Florida area. It's upsetting to me. You can see the kind of trickery of Washington, D.C., where they try to attach FISA to the NDA. That way, they can put you into a situation where if you vote against it, oh, you hate our military. If you vote for it, oh, you hate individual privacy. So these are poison pills. And I mentioned before that there was a bipartisan group that had threatened earlier to vote against this. This was a a week and a half ago, actually, two weeks ago, that this group, and and there are some members of Congress who I despise in this group, but there are some others that I certainly support. Andy Biggs is one of them who is in this group. But then you've got... uh, 
Jayapal, Pramala Jayapal, the representative who is radical, Warren Davidson, who I believe is a conservative, Zoe Lofgren, who uh, is also a leftist on this. But what they've all said, they've focused on the FISA, Section 702, and basically saying that it is an attack on our Fourth Amendment privacy rights. Let me read to you what Andy Biggs, member of the House Freedom Caucus, somebody who's a supporter of Donald Trump, says specifically about why FISA should not be included in this National Defense Authorization Act. The intelligence community is attacking our Fourth Amendment privacy rights. Rogue actors continue to abuse FISA, Section 702, to improperly spy on American citizens, and it is far past time for the practice to come to an end. The Fourth Amendment guarantees Americans a reasonable expectation of privacy, and the government should never be given the opportunity to skirt the supreme law of the land. Reauthorization of this spying authority cannot be tied to a massive piece of must-pass legislation like the NDA. Well, sadly, it absolutely was attached to this. And I think some of the other concerns that we've seen from other conservative members here is the fact that there was DEI training still in here and funding for drag shows. I should say, actually, no, I I got this wrong over here. I want to be very clear. I'm kind of paraphrasing Rep. Andy Ogles, Republican from Tennessee. Let me just read what he exactly said. So he said, as if DEI trainings and funding for drag shows wasn't enough, today's NDAA also contains $600 million for Ukraine and not a dime for our southern border. So he's saying it actually still includes DEI funding and drag show funding. As a matter of fact, Vicky Palladino may end up coming on in a little bit. Speaking of drag show funding, somebody who's railed against that to talk about Rikers. I know she's in a she's in a city council hearing right now, but I've been texting with her a little specifically about Rikers. But think about this. This NDAA, our National Defense Authorization Act, right? National Defense. What is the most important thing to American national defense right now? It is our border security. I talked about it all opening segment last week, uh, yesterday. But it's something that we need to reiterate because it seems like our lawmakers down in Washington, D.C., they give us a lot of lip service. But when you actually see what ends up getting passed, it's not a priority. Ukraine funding is a priority. But not our southern border? It's crazy to me. And look, $600 million, I've heard it's $800 million. It's a drop in the bucket in terms of what Ukraine actually needs. So it's really not much. And I know that they're looking for uh, a, a larger package to Ukraine. And Republicans are still ultimately negotiating with Democrats, with House and Senate Democrats, about what that looks like, the border funding specifically for Ukraine funding. But the fact that you get $600 million for Ukraine in our National Defense Authorization Act and you don't get one single penny for the southern border, that's a pretty big signal to the American people that in our National Defense Authorization Act, a bill that's close to a trillion dollars, that's over 3,000 pages, there's no priority in that for our southern border, for the crisis that's going on here. And Chuck Schumer had no issues with that. He had no issues with that whatsoever. I mean, I know he's getting some pushback, I guess, on the left, saying that if they end up taking up these Republican ideas on the border, that 
he's going to have real problems, and they're not just going to go away for Christmas in the Senate if he ends up passing what I guess is going to be Republican priorities for the border because Republicans have been hitting him time and time and time again on all of this. But to me, it's absolutely crazy. I mean, heck, I'm going to even quote Bob Menendez over here who is taking a stand, I guess, for the left in all this. If Schumer thinks that he can send us home for the weekend, quietly cave into Republicans' anti-immigrant demands while nobody is watching, and then ambush Democrats expecting us to vote yes with a smile, he is terribly mistaken. As a matter of fact, I will take the gold bars out of my backyard and utilize those gold bars as campaign commercials against Schumer. No, he didn't say that part. He didn't say that part. I'm putting words in his mouth there. But it's kind of crazy when you think about this. Why don't our members of Congress recognize the crisis that's going on in our southern border? New York is a border state because of the crisis going on right now and because of the inept leadership at City Hall and up in Albany. Come on, guys. Get your head out of the sand over here. It's time for you to wake up and realize the problems that's going on in our country and do something about it. That's why you're elected. 